Hello, and thank you for joining me today. I'm Karen Davis, the founder and president of United Poultry Concerns, a nonprofit organization that promotes compassion and respect for chickens, turkeys, ducks, and other domesticated birds. In today's episode, I discuss the question of the difference between pessimism on the one hand and negativity on the other hand in animal rights activism. What is the difference between these two attitudes which seem so similar to each other? A common question among animal rights activists is, do you think we are winning? Do you think we will win? This question reveals the anxiety that all of us feel about the overwhelming task of achieving the liberation of non-human animals from the crushing oppression that humanity inflicts on them. As a decades-long veteran of the animal advocacy movement, I've been asked this question and have asked myself dozens of times through the years, hopefully, doubtfully, wonderingly, despairingly, hopefully. So I will offer my opinion on the subject. I view animal advocacy as a kind of public performance where we bring forth our deepest feelings and our most passionate desires for animals to audiences consisting of one person or a few people or many people. Whatever our private despair, reflecting the harsh reality for animals in this world, in the moment of advocacy, we stand ready to make practical use of our knowledge, our passion, and our goals for animals. As animal rights activists, we may be pessimistic, but we cannot be negative. Pessimism is a philosophic assessment of the world and its prospects. It's a conclusion we draw from the experience of our endeavors to change the world. Where animals are concerned, the world as it currently is has got to be changed because animals are being abused by our species everywhere on the planet in numbers and in ways that are unimaginable, but that are terribly factual. Pessimism of the intellect does not conflict with passionate advocacy for animals. However, negativity does conflict with passionate advocacy for animals. Negativity brings dispiritedness into an area where it does not belong. Pessimism is not the same as defeatism. However, negativity is the same as defeatism. Negativity fosters an attitude of defeat, which leads to quitting the scene of the action and, quite often, to useless complaining or worse. Constructive debate deteriorates to bickering. Not surprisingly, defeatism is a contagious disease. Negativity says that we are never going to win. Negativity says people are never going to be vegetarian, let alone vegan, and that nothing has changed in 30 years of animal rights activism, or little has changed in 30 years of animal rights activism. Negativity says that most people are always going to eat animals, so we may as well just ask them to limit their intake to the animals who have been made to suffer a little less miserably in conditions a little less horrible. Negativity says animal rights activists should focus attention on human health and the environment 
instead of on animals because, the claim goes, people care only about themselves and about environmental problems that affect them personally rather than globally. These are some examples of negativity in animal activism. I'm sure you can think of others. Negativity acts as a self-fulfilling prophecy, bolstering the pessimistic worldview. But pessimistic worldview holders cannot give in to negativity that justifies pessimism, not if the pessimist is an animal rights advocate or activist. The last thing animals need from an animal rights activist is the negation of hope for them. For hope to be meaningful, we must work for it and not simply yearn for what we want to become true and then quit when our dreams are disappointed yet again. Staying positive is not about being all smiley face. It's about affirmative action and ethical courage for animals. It's a choice of determination over depression. It's about keeping faith with those whom we have pledged to fight for and to stand by, win or lose, no matter who says or does whatever. I have the good fortune, though under these appalling circumstances, to be in constant contact with chickens rescued from abusive and neglectful situations. I'm lucky to be able to observe their happiness in our sanctuary and to contrast their enthusiasm with the hopelessness of their brothers and sisters, their mothers and fathers, who will never have the good fortune to be rescued. They and their eager faces and their bright, attentive eyes remind me every day of who I am fighting for and why. Look at almost any farmed animal sanctuary website and you will see a focus on the eyes of the animals. When you look into their eyes, you can never again not see them. The morality of perception is a call to action and there can be no turning back, not for a dedicated animal rights activist. I hope you have enjoyed today's podcast and that you have found it helpful and inspiring and motivating. Please share it with others in your social media network. Thank you very much for listening and please join me for the next podcast episode of Thinking Like a Chicken News and Views and have a wonderful day.